Moncrief on News Talk. Now, a new study being conducted by Trinity College of elite female GAA players has come back with quite a startling preliminary result. About half of them suffer from incontinence. Elizabeth Cullerton Quinn conducted that study. Afternoon, Elizabeth. Hi, Sean. How are you? Uh, so was this something you were looking for or were you asking a range of questions um, to no, female athletes? No, I was looking specifically. I suppose I'm a women's health physiotherapist as well as an academic and, mm. and I'm, I was aware that it is an issue for female athletes um, and it's under report. And so I, I knew it was a problem and we're talking about looking at further research into sports specific research and maybe to get the athlete's voice on this mm. and to highlight the issue. And I suppose a lot of our female athletes are in um, county sports or in, in GA sports, I suppose, yeah. camogie and ladies Gaelic football. And we know that it, it's more common among those at an elite level or those that um, have long hours of training or high impact. And that's applies to all of our county athletes. So yeah. we're starting there and then we'll, we'll back it down to, um, you know, to, to lesser training and see where that kind of is a, a threshold on this as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did the first part of the study. We did a survey and we found uh, these are just preliminary findings, but we're finding way over 50% um, have some form of um, urinary incontinence, which is a, a pelvic floor dysfunction. Yeah. And um, we also found that from those um, responses that a lot of people are not talking about it. They're trying to manage it themselves. Uh, wear a pad, dark shorts, um, mm. restrict fluids, not great for athletes. Yeah. Um, obviously go to the toilet beforehand, which is which makes sense, but, you know, excessively so making sure the blood is empty so we've we've some information about that um, and we know the prevalence now is there and it's high so we're the second part of the study now we're recruiting to talk to athletes and we've spoken to some of those athletes and it's and we're really grateful uh, to hear from them because it's an embarrassing issue let's face it it's you know it's one of those taboo issues that 50 or 60 year old women barely talk about well I mean yeah and, and I suppose with uh, pelvic floor issues people might associate that with, with, with aging or with after childbirth sometimes Absolutely. so do you have a clue as to why this is so common among athletes? These are very fit young women. Yeah, that is a really good question and it is. Um, and I suppose we don't know. Um, some of the research, um, we need more research in this area. So theories are that we may be stressing the pelvic floor a lot when we're doing a lot of jumping and high impact or we're tiring it out at the end of long train sessions. Mm. Other theories would be that uh, maybe the, the pelvic floor isn't responding appropriately. But the issue, the one thing I want to get across, I suppose, today is that um, it's treatable. and But not everyone's pelvic floor is the same. And even mm. with pelvic floor issues for different ages, um, some pelvic floors um, tend to be weak. And this may be an indication of some people that may have shown up early after childbirth because one follow-on study did find that the early yeah. runners showed up when they had children. So they were having problems during their sports showed up later when they had children. So it could be an indication that, you know, the pelvic floor has been tested here and it needs to be a bit stronger. For other people, it's not the case. So the pelvic floor should have a normal bounce and movement in it when we put increased pressure on it as we're moving and jumping and our intra-abdominal pressure increases. Um, For some people, it has a normal response. Some people, it, it gets weak or tired, it gives way. And that's where you get the leak. Yeah. For some people who have very tight and rigid pelvic floors, um, for them, the normal bounce doesn't happen and it gives way because it's too tight. So there isn't one size fits all um, yes. immediate advice. So it, it, sometimes people have to be assessed, but there's different symptoms that go with both. So but the first thing you want to do is get the awareness out there that it's not just you. Mm. It is really prevalent among athletes, high impact. It is highly prevalent. Just, as far as you can tell, does it depend at all upon what the sport is? Um. 
from the research early, because we, we need more and more sports specific, it looks mm. like the high impact sports and more contact. Okay. And there's a study on rugby players at the moment coming out of Cardiff, which is great. Uh, Izzy Moore over there, she's doing that and she's serving the Irish uh, athletes too. So high impact, yes. And, and you know, Camogie of Lady Gaelic Football, it's physical. They're sprinting, they're jumping, they're landing, they're catching. So they fit yeah, that profile. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, it, you know, that's where they're fitting in there and long hours of training. And they're, they're acting as nearly professional, as professional mm. athletes do the amount of training they do so they fit all those criteria so we don't understand exactly what's going on with the muscle but we know that it is treatable we know that maybe a lot of athletes are just putting up with it and they shouldn't just put up with it and they're not and not talking about it so yes yeah findings they're not talking about it to each other or to if they are talking about it it's to friends or family so we need them to know that there's help out there um, certainly the LGFA and the Camogie Association I was talking to them last September and they're on board with maybe after this study we can put something together a resource for the okay. athletes yeah. and what kinds of treatment are available? Okay um, well I suppose I am a women's health physiotherapist so <laughs> I'm, I'm here promoting Touting for business <laughs> So it is it is certainly um, pelvic floor muscle training so mm. Why I'm saying not just saying strengthening because for some people you need to train them to strengthen up the pelvic floor. Yeah. Sometimes to get it to get more endurance in it so it doesn't leak at the end of a match. Sometimes to get it to respond quicker. So when you jump, cough, sneeze, land, it responds appropriately. And then some people, when we look at them, we need to get them to release the pelvic floor and also to do stretches around the pelvic girdle to also treat that. For some people who have injuries around their hip or their pelvis, um, muscles don't stop and start in isolation. And if you have a problem one point, it's got tight or injured, it might inhibit or affect your pelvic floor. So we look at the whole pelvic girdle region because, as I said, muscles don't stop and start in isolation. And your pelvic floor is just another muscle. So, um, mm. you know, it's a group of muscles, but, um, you know, if you injure your hamstring, if you injure your, your quads, you still need to get that treated. So your pelvic floor, if it's having a problem, it should be treated. Yeah. So w- w- the next stage in, in, in the study for you, Elizabeth? Yeah. So what I'm doing now is I'm in interviewing. I'm, the, I'm at the last part of the study now. So we're, we're recruiting for interviews and it's confidential, one-to-one, you know, 15 minutes over uh, and online. And we're looking to get uh, information about, you know, what are they doing about it? When is it happening to them? It might tell us more about what's happening with the muscle. Um, you know, how are they managing it? Who they've talked to? What they know about treatment and how it's affecting them in day-to-day life. And I really want to, say thank you to those players who have talked to me already and the information you get is so much richer than you get from a questioner Yeah, and you really get such a, a rich picture and it's filling in lots of the gaps so we're hoping to get another you know 10 or 20 as many as we can before the end of the season and we know it's going to get busy soon with the yes. championship yes indeed so yes. a little bit of a lull at the moment but um, if we can talk to them because we're getting a lot of information there to fill in any gaps we have and then we'll put that together and we'll work with the LGFA and the Camogie Association and hopefully we're going to promote um, positive pelvic health and um, support for those athletes Elizabeth thanks a million for coming into to us uh, today that was Elizabeth Collerton Quinn there uh, as you heard there uh, she is a physiotherapist plus lectures in Trinity College. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.